Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of $15,178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Welcome back. Forbidden Knowledge News. I'm your host, Chris Matthew, and tonight I want to welcome hypnotherapist, astropsychologist, author, a powerful motivational speaker, and he has predicted future events, Dr. Lewis Turi. How are you doing tonight, Dr. Lewis? Absolutely wonderful, and I want to take this opportunity, of course, to uh, thank you for having me uh, on your YouTube channel. I can already appreciate people that allow me to pass on my cosmic wisdom. Oh, well, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to join us. Um, you know, I've got a lot to talk about. The world we live in seems like it's stranger by the day. I feel like we are actually becoming more enslaved with the, with the censorship, the staged events, the, the rollout of 5G. All the strange things occurring right now. I'd like to talk about all of that. But before we get to that, let's start with your background and what got you started down your path. Well, I was born and raised in the south of France, uh, in La Provence, where Nostradamus, the great prophet, was born. Again, this doesn't mean that I am Nostradamus. I was just born under the same stars, so maybe that's one of the reasons why I kind of rekindle his, his astrology, put it this way. But what led me into this field is a series of uh, UFOs experiences that literally me push me into mastering uh, the 16th century divine astrology, which allowed me to do, of course, uh, prediction. And again, with your permission later on, I'll give you a couple of dates. Uh, I'd like to put the green where my mouth is. Yes, definitely, definitely. So talk about your contact experiences. I know that this is a big part of what brought you down your path. Um, you've had quite a few contact experiences, is that correct? Hey, absolutely, yes. The first one started when I was barely seven years old. And um, in 1967, uh, we didn't have any television or radio. or We didn't even have water or electricity in that old house that survived the German bombing where I, was, where I grew up. And um, I recall um, that night I was upset because I couldn't find a cat. Uh, I was punished because, you know, I'm an ADD. I'm loaded with mercurial energy physically and spiritually. Um, I'm a, a, a bomb of energy. So I was, uh, I was pretty handful as a kid. So, you know, 
uh, to correct me, uh, I was sent to, to the attic, away from the rest of the family out there. And I was upset because we didn't have any, uh, any cats. I usually uh, carry a cat with me so I could get hot during the night or kept warm. Um, we had a butcher next to, um, uh, next to the house. Uh, uh, and during those days, you know, they just used to do their killing right there and all the blood and the guts of all the animals was running by the house. So that attracted a lot of cats and cats means also rats. <laughs> so my favorite time was to kill those, those rats and sometimes they were bigger than the cat. So anyway, wow. cut the story short. Um, I went up, my mom says, make sure to blow your candle. We don't want to have fire in the house or whatever. Uh, and uh, fell asleep. Uh, in the middle of the night, I felt something touching my foot. So I thought, ooh, a cat. Oh, good. So I kicked it, you know, hoping that it would come up because, you know, uh, and I was hoping it was, was going to come up without a rat because <laughs> it was normal for me to wake up with uh, a rat <laughs> dead next to me. So uh, let me tell you where I came from. It was pretty hard in, 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 the, in the 50s. So basically, um, uh, when I came, when I felt something on my foot, uh, that thing didn't move. The cat, I thought, did not move. So I thought, okay, I have to go and get it. But I didn't want to lose the warmth that I had accumulated into my little blanket. So I said, still, I have to do it. So I sat and I looked for the cat. And what I saw for the first time in my life was what I described to my mother frantically the next morning crying my head out, my eyes out, is that three little monkeys with big eyes. That's all I could say because I never seen a gray, a gray. I never heard about a gray. There were no uh, UFO uh, investigator during those days. As I said, we have no TV, no radio. Right. I guess if you've never seen them, it would kind of look like a monkey. Exactly. To me, that's what it was. Small monkey with big eyes. So I kind of, uh, uh, when I saw that, I hide away immediately. Uh, and then I waited and I waited and I thought well, maybe, you know, they're gone. So I get a little bit more courageous and I kind of peep. And then one of them came up close, like two inches from my face. And I just passed out. I was so frightened. And next morning, of course, I scream and I banged the door because I was locked, locked up up there. And then that's where my, my parents ran up. So what's going on with you? And the little monkey was big eyes. I didn't know what the hell they were doing. Um, and then, uh, of course, they thought I was making it up. And then, uh, incidentally, this lasted for, for, for years. It might be two or three years. Uh, and then uh, I realized that every morning or the, the morning after, I was, I was okay. So I, I get used to this thing, so to speak. Uh, but I could never, never understand who and what they were. It's many years later. Uh, that I found out that what I was referring at was actually the greys. And they were doing something, but I never, never knew what it is. And to this day, I still don't know. That's my first experience. Now, do you find the greys to be sort of like uh, robotic entities, um, just kind of like worker bee type of uh, entities? Uh, yes, indeed. Uh, they are dignified robots. So they, they are doing the, the, the cutting the cows, you know, checking, checking uh, the food supply, they are, uh, you know, flying the sauces. They're doing all the manual work. Um, they're just dignified robots. Uh, but uh, uh, 
it, it's all artificial intelligence as far as the greys are concerned. From, from what I know, uh, from my channeling from Draco, this is what uh, I'm, I'm uh, uh, repeating from what I heard from my, channel, my channeling with Draco. Now, you, say, you said you were channeling from Draco. Now, just the word Draco draws a lot of red flags in this community because mm -hmm. there's a lot of uh, negative uh, well, negativity surrounding just the, the term Draco, uh, you hear it referred to as evil reptilians um, or an evil space, uh, uh, you know, an evil, uh, an alien force or a negative archonic force even. So explain to us how it's different for you and are these entities, do they have our best interest in mind? Uh, absolutely not. I mean, uh, first of all, as uh, I mean, as far as the, the draconis are concerned, uh, people tend to associate draconians with the draconis. One single syllable makes, makes the entire difference. Um, there is only two sorts of extraterrestrials, the good one and the bad one. Now, there is hundreds of names that you can associate those entities with. But ultimately, you have the reptilius, reptilians again that's the correct pronunciation that i got from the channeling from draco and then you have the draconis which are the gardeners of this world um, the reptilians are the evil the demon the archons um, they are the negative forces uh, and they can only survive in dark matter they travel in time and space through black holes uh, to go through different vibrational system and uh, they cannot survive without negativity and that translates into fears chaos uh, all sorts of, uh, of fears and they are the one who actually have created uh, more than 875 different religions because religions uh, you know the fact of the matter is that uh, uh, humanity has suffers much much more uh, with religion than all the war disease and natural disasters combined so uh, the draconis, on the other hand, the gardeners of this world, the one who works from the light or the sun, so to speak, um, those entities stimulate the mind of uh, engineers, uh, the mind of inventors, of artists. So uh, anytime you had a good feeling and you create something or you do something that supports humanity, the future, hope, love, education, now you have the signature of those great, great draconis. They are from the constellation of Draco, but the essence that drives the draconis is directly from the sun. While the uh, reptilians' uh, main base in this solar system is on a planet called Pluto, which is called in Greek, myth Greek mythology the Lord of Hell, the Lord of the Underworld. Uh, and so it is only two forces in, in life, you know. That's what I say to my students positive, negative, up and down, black and white, front to back, God, devil, male, female, yin and yang. So, even humans, we are symmetrical. We have two eyes, two arms, two legs, two sides of the brain. So, uh, we are a battery, so to speak. So, their agenda is to make sure they find a way, and they are very keen in doing this to uh, unplug ourselves because we are like a battery as i said anytime you're negative you discharge you do not regenerate anytime you're positive is the opposite so the agenda is to produce as much trouble as possible as much confusions and chaos so that the human spirit degenerates 
and uh, the children are particularly vulnerable uh, because um, not having cosmic consciousness uh, they're being taught in our college universities, uh, geography, uh, languages, the art, uh, history, but nobody is there to teach them who they are, where they come from, where they're going. Uh, then they look through technology for answers and the reptilians also handle and manipulate technology and that confused those kids. The next thing you know, uh, they go and kill everybody else, a school shooting, or they just uh, kill themselves. And that, of course, depicted the endless China, uh, uh, chain of suicide that you cannot stop. Right. That's one of the things I wanted to talk to you about is how social media is affecting the younger generation. Um, before we do that, let's get back to some of your contact experiences. Um, now, did you eventually have contact with other entities besides Graves? Yes, um, uh, my second experience uh, took place uh, um, with my brother. Uh, during those days, I was at the Royal School of Music in London. I was learning how to play piano. And now and then uh, I came home and I used to stay with my brother, you know, big guy, mafioso type of guy, you know, big, big property, discotheques, hotels, restaurants, ski station. So um, I used to stay with him because I enjoy his horses and uh, enjoy the, the, life, the life that he had. Uh, and every single night, um, we used to let, leave the farm around 10 o'clock in the evening and we drove through the vineyard and that uh, would took us to the main road and then the highway and one hour later we would be at the discotheque, one of these discotheques. And that was happening every single night. So around 10 o'clock, there we go. That night, and I would never ever forget, that was November 11, uh, 1981. Never ever would I forget these dates. We were driving through the vineyard, and uh, as we were driving, it was pitch dark. I could see some light coming from the right side on the passenger side. My brother was driving a brand new Mercedes, and believe me, those cars are very reliable. I have one of those. You don't see those things broken down on the side of the road. So we were driving, and then I asked my brother, I said, hey, Joe, there people in the vineyard now? My brother turned around and he doesn't talk much. He's a Scorpio and he's that way, very to the point, you know. Uh, he says, Louis, it's November. You know, grapes are picked up in uh, September. There's nobody in the vineyard. I said, Joe, I saw light over there. He says, uh, be quiet. He didn't talk. My brother didn't talk much. He never does. It's that way. So we kept driving and air it goes now understand my my brother had the biggest wake-up call in his life i'm glad it happened with him because this guy don't believe in nothing he doesn't believe in anything ufo god jesus god knows what he's just like a rock <laughs> no feeling is tough okay and the next thing you know um the entire area surrounding the mercedes which by the way stole okay in the middle of the little road uh was lightning and both of us, we were looking through the windshield. We said, what the hell is that? Uh, you know, um, we thought it was maybe a helicopter, but the helicopter make a, 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 flop, a flopping sound. Uh, I used to fly helicopters. So I, I, during those days, I didn't know. But now I know that it was not, uh, obviously, it was not a, fly, a, a, um, a helicopter. So uh, I said to him, I'm going to go out and I'm going to, see what, what that is. And he grabbed me and said, are you crazy? Stay in the car, stay in the car. The big macho guy was a bit scared that night, believe me. 
<laughs> and uh, um, so I managed to get away from his grasp, uh, his grasp, and I went outside and uh, looking up, but still couldn't see nothing because I was, you know, blending in the light. That that's the correct <laughs> word. Wow. And then, and then, uh, um, for a second, um, they turned the lights off, and then. It took me a while for my eyes to adapt, maybe a minute or so, and all of a sudden I was right above this stolen Mercedes, 30 feet or so above the car, a majestuous, incredible flying saucer suspended right there. There was just a, like a, a reddish, yellowish, goldish uh, energy um, light coming uh, around the car and myself. And I was looking at this and I was banging the front of his car, swearing every, every word I knew in French, asking my brother to get out of the car to give a good look to this. No, he did not. He was still inside. It, it was, was it a typical saucer or, or was it, it was a physical ship? He was a physical ship, my friend. And they said, if you get too close to a flying saucer, you're going to be cooked or whatever now. Believe me, I was 30 feet under this flying saucer. And, and look at me, I never have been burned to anything else. But what's amazing is after a certain time, there were definitely intelligence in that flying saucer. They turned the lights on and then as it came and it was suspended right there, motionless, making that humming sound. It just took off. And he flew barely like five feet above the terminate of the farm across the road. I was like totally blown away. I was like, you know what? I tell you what, Chris, people have the right, you know, to be skeptical about um, any UFOs experience because it's such a personal experience. It's so deep. But when you are faced with the reality of spaceship being real and not a product of someone's vivid imagination, that changed the entire game. Uh, wow, that was my second you know, unique experience, I might say. It was weird. So I went back into the car and my brother says, not a word of it, this did not happen. I said, what? He says, this did not happen. You know, uh, what, I, what I understood, of course, is that my brother knew a lot of big guys and he didn't want to, people think we're jerks. Plus, he's very secretive by nature. The next thing I know, listen to this, we arrive at the discotheques. Now, usually when we arrive at the discotheque, we open at uh, 11 o'clock or 12 o'clock. Uh, we see you know, some groupies, barmen, guys, girls working there about to open the discotheque because we're about to start. We stay up all night. That's how it works in the South of France and in France. That night when we arrived, the discotheque was in full motion. My brother and I were looking at each other and said, what the hell? You know, we had a missing time. Then that's for the first time and the last time in my life, I have seen my brother on the other side of the bar with a bottle of scotch and a big cigar in his mouth. And we both were looking at each other because I was doing the same thing. Yeah. And we were like, what the hell just happened here? Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Wow. That's amazing. Incredible. And for 30 years, I mean, the very next day, by the way, my mother called me. She said, hey, what happened to, your, to you and your brother last night? So he already broke the promise, but he had a very close connection with my mom. And he told her what happened. And then for 30 years, he, he, he just said that didn't exist. And one day, he finally decided in front of the entire family at Christmas dinner to say, oh, wow, you know what? What Louis uh, said uh, about his flying saucers many years ago did actually happen. We, we own the truth to our children. And I thought, you sucker, after 30 years, you're finally saying the truth. But, you know, uh, my big brother, I love him, though. <laughs> now, did you ever find out what happened during your missing time? Were you ever regressed or, or hypnotized? Mm -hmm. Not on that one, but big time on, on, on my uh, fourth experience. That's my second one, okay? Um, my third one, same story. I was in England. I just graduated and I uh, won the distinction cup in front of 400 students. So I was very proud of myself. I got my first recording deal with Philips Phenogram Recording Company. I had my first record. We didn't have any CDs those days or cell phone. So I was very proud to have my first printed record I was selling everywhere and then my brothers uh, my, um, I went back home uh, to play that in my uh, brother's discotheque and then see the result which went very well but that uh, Sunday uh, when I arrived uh, it was like about 10 o'clock in the morning um, everybody was there apart from my little sister and I asked my mom I said where is Noel oh she said well he, he, she's she's she has, she's gone. She's gone to work, you know, and tomorrow is Monday. So she has to take the bus and go to work. Uh, and I say, oh, man, I'm going to miss my little, my little sister because I couldn't stay that long. Uh, so, and then there she is right in front of me. I said, what are you doing here? So she was upset. Oh, I missed the bus. They're going to fire me. Uh, Mama, what am I going to do? My mom says, don't you worry. Louis is going to give you a ride. Now, understand that's many, many years ago. We didn't have GPS. The only way for me to go from A to Z is to stop every few miles and ask directions because I didn't even know how to read a map. So let's get the story short. It's four o'clock in the morning. I'm exhausted. My sister is sleeping. There is snow. It's high in the mountain. It's cold. And I'm desperate for a cup of coffee so I could stay awake and ask directions. Didn't see anybody forever. And there you go. In the middle of the mountain, and a kind of a low, low down uh, valley, I saw some lights. So I drove down there and there was this restaurant open. I gave, wait a minute here. Afterwards, down on me, I said, wait a minute, this is not America where you have a 24-7 you know, operation like McDonald's. This is the south of France, middle of nowhere, in the middle of the mountain. How come there is a restaurant bar open and it's 4, 4.30 in the morning? Okay, anyway, so I parked the car and I know for a fact there was nobody. I wake my sister up and my, my uh, memory is absolutely clear. It doesn't fail me. I remember everything like if I was there five minutes ago. So I wake my sister up and I say, okay, we, I'm going to go and ask directions. So I parked the car, 
and I ain't go inside. And as soon as I opened the door, I saw three huge guys by the bar, pretty tall. And I thought, ooh, those guys must be loggers to be so big. And I don't know their intentions. So I'm very protective, you know. So I said to my little sister, stay by the door. And what do you want to drink? And she says, Coca-Cola. Freezing cold, and she wants the Coke. Anyway, so I went to the bar, and, and then uh, I was very, very cautious not to bother those guys. Uh, and I asked the barman for Coca-Cola and a cup of coffee. I brought the Coke back to my sister. She was already back asleep. Uh, and I went back to the bar waiting for my cup of coffee. And then as I look on my left side, there was three guys. I mean, my nose was at the belt of one of those guys to tell you how tall and big those things were. What the hell? Who are those guys? I hope they have good intention. And then they were like motionless, faceless, looking straight ahead of them like robots. But they were human beings. Was it like a, a men in black type situation? Yeah, that's, that's what it was. Men in black. Exactly. You said it before I said. Wow. They were wearing the, the suit and everything? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They were very, very nicely dressed and, you know, oh, wow. motionless, voiceless. And then one of them looked at me. From his hive, you know, and I was like this. He says, uh, uh, do you want to play card? I look at him and I said, you know what, man, I'm tired. I just want to get direction, have my cup of coffee, take my sister to work. I don't want to play card. He says, come on, come on. You're going to be friends with card. It was interesting that I didn't understand just yet. I cannot even play poker. I'm 69 years old. I cannot play poker or any card game. The only card game I play is the tarot. And it's, each hand is a winner. So he was right. You know, I was going to be friends with Scott, but not the Scott that I, he was handling. And anyway, he told me, pick a card. Well, pick a card. Interesting. He's telling me what it was. Pick another one. Pick another card. And as soon as my eyes saw the card, he told me exactly what it was. I said, well, that's an interesting game. Then you look at me and he says, Louis, and I never told him my name. This is not a game. Oh, I start to freak out. And then, and then he says, pick another card. I was so shocked. I pick a card and I thought, okay, uh, I'm going to challenge him. I'm, I'm going to tell him that I, 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 I'm going to change the nine of diamond for the queen of spades. He looked at me and he says, Louis, you are not going to change the nine of diamond for the queen of spades. And that very moment, I felt like if somebody stick a screwdriver from here to there. I was holding to the bar and said, what the hell is going on here? You know, I'm trying to keep my balance. And I asked Obama, where's the bathroom? He says, right there. The bathroom was barely 10, not even 10 feet away. The door was open. I didn't even turn on the light. I went straight into these things. I opened the water because I was afraid to pass out. And I was pouring cold water in my face, trying to, not to pass out because of the pain. And then I felt like if I had a chain connecting me to this guy, okay? And then I was talking to him in my head. I said, I don't care who the hell you are. I don't care how tall you are. I don't care how nasty you are. Man, you better tell me what the hell, excuse my French, you're doing to me because I felt so invaded. You have no idea. And I ran out. I mean, less than a minute, a maximum is what the time I spend in that little bathroom, flashing my face with cold, freezing water, just not pass out. And I went back inside of the bar and those three guys were gone. I was in shock and I asked the bomb and I said, where are they? 
And I said, I don't know. They must have come here with you. I said, no, there was no car outside. Where are they? They just walked out. So I ran outside. And I look left and look right and I listen. Nothing. Look at my sister. She was still asleep. And then, oh, my God. I said to my sister, I wake her up. Let's get, the, let's get the hell out of here. Let's get the hell out of here right now. I don't even know if I pay the guy. Okay. And I just took off. What's very unbelievable, Chris, is that what I remember is getting into the car with my sister and then driving back home the next day around nine o'clock in the morning. I was back in my little village. I don't know how many miles. I do not recall either taking my sister to wherever she was working or driving back. All I recall is a headache that I would never wish on my worst enemy that lasts for weeks at a time. Now you're talking about uh, the uh, uh, men in black. Did they finish something they started when I was a child in the attic? Did they prepare me, psychologically speaking, by standing on top of my head 30 feet uh, in the middle of nowhere? Then I knew, I knew right then, right there, that there was something more in my life than just to sing, play piano, cut records. I knew. I went back to England. I worked really, really hard. And then I left England and I joined the United, I went to the United States. Wow. And that was incredible. That is incredible. Now, at this point, you really weren't clear of any messages they were trying to give you or what exactly they no. were doing, right? No, no. What's interesting, I just remembered, I forgot to mention to you, I was in a discotheque the, the night before, the, the, the night, a few weeks before flying to the, to the state. I met this uh, guy from San Diego in California, and I never seen a quarter, I never seen a dollar, quarter. Um, and he says to me, hey, uh, Louis, and let me, you know, we became friends, you know, and he gave me that quarter. I was happy that he was from America because I told him I wanted to go there. So he gave me that quarter. I still have it, though, incidentally. Uh, and um, he gave me his card. And he said, you know, if you come to the United States, you know what? I will help you. I will help you. Oh, my gosh. I'm still looking for the guy. And I went. When I arrived in San Diego in 1984, I, I just had 50 bucks in my pocket. I have a bag. And I said, what the hell am I doing here? I, I had a, a cultural shock, though, because I was walking uh, on the beach, and I saw all these girls wearing bra and guys wearing very long shorts. You know, in France, the girls go topless. And, you know, it's very different. We have a very different way of seeing life, so to speak. So I had a cultural shock there. Uh, and then I finally located the place, and I saw two old people there um, uh, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a place where they sell T-shirts and things for the beaches, you know. And then I asked them, hey, can I speak to, to this person, hey, David? Yeah, his name is David. And they look at the cart, and they says, uh, you know, uh, there's no David here. I says, come on. He gave me his card. This is your address. He says, yes, this is our address. We've been here for 30 years. I said, and you have no David? He says, no. I said, look, I tell you what, I don't have money. I don't have a phone. Can you please call this number? He said, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to call him. And they called, but there was no number. It didn't exist. Oh, wow. I'm not making, I mean, I'm not making, this is, this is all Chris. This is, this is true. I got better thing to do than to make up story like this. Believe right. me. That is fascinating. 
Now, at what point did you start, did it start to become clear what, you know, what type of messages, if any, they were giving you? Uh, after my fourth, exp after my fifth experience, but that was when Draco entered my body. But there is another one which is absolutely critical for me to, um, to let to pass on. Um, I got married. I uh, came here under the table, of course, illegal alien, but I wanted to be here. So I married an American citizen and um, pay my taxes, get my green card, and I'm legal now. But that was the only way for me to do it then because I didn't have the money and no time to pay for an attorney or God knows what. Um, but that was easy during those days, you know. It was very, very easy. It was very different. You didn't have to go through all this technology just to jump into a plane or being harassed all that on by God knows what. It was different worlds. And I miss it, to tell you the truth. So um, my wife was uh, very beautiful and she was a model. And then uh, again, a, a date that I would never, ever forget again. The date was August 11, again, 1991. Remember, November 11, 1981. Now it's August 11, 1991. All right. So um, we were living uh, uh, in, uh, in San Diego. And, I, and uh, she says to me, I want to be part of this pageant. And it's in Anaheim, in California. I said, okay, no problem. All you got to do is just uh, have your baby sleep and then you can compete. And, and then uh, uh, who knows, maybe you're going to win the pageant, you know, but she was into that modeling and all that good stuff. So we went to bed early. And then um, again, in the middle of the night, uh, she woke up. She was trembling. She was crying. She was screaming. She was on the floor in a fetal position and she was trembling. And I said, oh my gosh, after so many eight or nine years married with that woman to 10 years, i never seen her like that. I thought she was losing it. I said, what's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? She goes, I don't know. I don't know. Look under the bed. Look, look in the cupboard. Go, go and look downstairs. Said, what's wrong with you? I did not understand what's going on with, with my wife. I thought she was going crazy. And then, and then I had good reason to, to worry about it. what she was doing is a premonition of the thing that was going to happen the next day. So, Next day, uh, the clock wakes us up, six o'clock. And I said to her, you know what? You look like hell. So I didn't sleep. I didn't sleep. Forget about your page. And she says, no, 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 no. I don't want to stay in this house. I want to go. I want to go. I say, okay. I say, and then, you know, grandma lives next door. So we can go there. All right. So at this time, I paid attention. And I fill up my gas tank because of what happened to me three times. And I told her, I told her, you know, honey, you're marrying me, but I, I got to tell you something. I have something special to do with extraterrestrials. And my wife, Taurus, down to earth, rational, practical. She says, okay, okay. She never knew that she was going to be so connected that you have no idea. Emotionally, physically, spiritually, that poor woman has been directly involved with extraterrestrials. And let me keep going. So, um, we took off exactly nine o'clock. My tank was full. We took off nine o'clock and we were driving north on high five. As we were driving, uh, I took a chance and I said, hey, uh, what happened to you last night? Oh, she was really, really upset. She says, I don't want to talk about it. And she turned the radio on. I said, okay, I got it. <laughs> I keep driving. The last thing I remember is going through a sign called Jean Boré. I don't know if you've ever been there, okay? 
that's, that's the last memory that I had. And, and I drove into what you, a cloud. And I thought it was, you know, a marine layer in San Diego, marine layer, it's normal occurrence, you know. So, but what was weird is that I didn't feel the bumps under the car. As you drive, you feel bumps. Didn't feel anything. There you go. The next thing I know, I said to my wife, look, I'll tell you what, uh, I have no idea what the hell I am. I'm totally confused. I don't recognize anything. She said, oh, come on, keep going. I didn't see the sign of uh, uh, um, Disneyland yet. We're, we're not there yet. Oh, my gosh. We were supposed to go to Anaheim. Okay, so and next thing you know, I said, I got to exit. So I took the first exit, and I drove to a big parking there goes, there was three Mexican guys on the back of a white Toyota, I will never forget. And they were eating. And I went there, parked my car next to them. I went there, I said, excuse me, could you tell me where I am? Well, those three guys were looking at each other, like, tonto de la cabeza, amigo, eh? <laughs> too much pot, whatever it is. <laughs> and I don't smoke pot and I don't drink, especially <laughs> in the morning. So they told me, um, you are after Los Angeles, after Los Angeles on the zoo parking lot. I said, what? I said, okay, okay, what time is it, please? It's exactly nine o'clock. What? Okay, now listen to this. I was, we were 90 miles west, past where we're supposed to be. So I went back to the car. I took my, my wife's hands and I said, honey, listen, do you remember what I told you one day that maybe you will have to go and experience those UFOs experience? She said, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I said, we are after Los Angeles. And she goes, and it's nine o'clock. She said, oh, come on, come on. Next time we go through Los Angeles and I don't see it, you let me know, okay? Because she, she was still so rational. She goes into the glove compartment. She opened it. She took the map of the United States because to look for a place that we've been a hundred times. I took her to uh, Anna, I am to Disneyland a few times with friends. So she was so confused. And then it took me more than two hours just to go back to Catella exit or end at a hotel close to Anaheim uh, where the, the show was supposed to be. And then she was so frustrated. She says, I don't want to go back to the house. I want to stay in the hotel. So we'll say, okay, no problem. No problem. Because we were so messed up. We had no idea what happened to us. Okay. And then she called a friend and a friend came and took her to Phoenix, Arizona. Uh, and that was just uh, the end of my marriage because what happened, what happened wow. is I, I met a guy, uh, Sean Atlanti, that is his name. For the, I was not into UFOs. And he says, well, what happened to you? Uh, it's very, very special. Uh, and somebody told me to, to give him a call because he was into UFOs and didn't know what the hell was going on to us. So he taped the entire conversation uh, that happened while it was all fresh uh, the day after. But my wife was gone. So he says, look, I know two top hypnotherapists in uh, Victorville in California, top, top of the line. Um, I set up something, uh, you need to go there and you might have to take a sodium panathol. So what is that? With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to, has anyone seen the bride and groom? 
Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay. You know what that is. You can't mess up with that. Right. Yeah. So I, I said, okay, I have no problem. I, I was stupid. I had no idea what they were giving me. So anyway, the next thing I know, I arrived in, in that hotel with these two big doctors. I think they were part of the government because they had television. They froze the first frame on me. And they froze the last frame at the end of the regression, two of them, to put me under, so to speak, three of ties. And then you could see me on the first frame and the last frame, nothing, not a single move. So I was totally knocked out. The only thing you see that is obvious is me pouring, pouring water, sweating like hell because where I was. So this is what happened. Okay. We were driving uh, on the highway on the way to Anaheim, okay? Flying saucers above us sucked the car into the belly of the flying saucer. And of course, they dropped me back afterwards, 30 miles per hour on the road. And those bumpers, I felt them, they walked me up. That's when I came back, so to speak. Okay. But in between, a lot of things happened. Those 90 miles west, a lot of things happened. So what happened is... Um, those three guys that I saw years before, the man in black, they were in, let's say, in the garage, in the, in the, the, the flying saucer where I was with the car. And they came to me. They opened the door and I talked to my wife. I said, honey, don't, don't you worry. Everything is fine. It's like if I had a, a, an agreement for them to do what they were going to do to her and to me. Okay. I said, Everything's fine. Been there before. Just, just don't worry. Everything is okay. So those guys led me to, to a door, and another one took my wife to another door. So I entered that little area, which was like a decontamination room. There was a little thing, a little, a little window, and I could look outside, and I saw the size of the earth that size. That tells you how far and how high I was. Okay? And... Um, that's where I start to complain of being very, very, very hot. And when you start with seeing me sweating on the, on, the, on the video, you know, literally wet. And then from there, I know exactly where to go. I open another door or the opera open itself. I, can't, I don't know that. I just went and I find myself with all the grays. They were inside of the flying saucers. They were taking care of all the technologies. They were doing the flying. They were doing the work. And next to them, you had uh, the tall blondes, uh, the Nordics, the men in black, all, all the, uh, the, the element of control, so to speak, the management, so to speak, watching over the, the, those robots. Um, and, then, and then I went straight to a big screen and I saw my wife. She was laying down on the glass table and uh, they were taking the fetus of our child. 
I saw it. And what's interesting, when I saw my wife afterwards, she says, honey, what is this? What is this? Just above the airline, she has a two, two and a half inches scar. That was like catheter a laser. And believe me, that wasn't there before. Okay. So I have the physical proof that something happened to my wife at a physical level. They took the fetus. Okay. And I'm watching all this like you're watching football. Okay. The next thing I know, I know it's my time now to go through uh, another room. Go into that room. I sat on that chair and something came down from the ceiling of uh, the saucer all the way down to my nose. It's like a helmet. That's all I can describe it. It's all dark. And then all of a sudden, my gosh, I felt like electricity, concrete, glass, implosion. Uh, it's like it was something going on, a downloading of some sorts into my head. The next thing you know, I am driving 30 miles per hour on those bumps in the middle of the highway, okay, after Los Angeles, <laughs> trying to exit. <laughs> and my wife was screaming, pick up your speed, pick up your speed, what are you doing? <laughs> oh, wow. Now, do you think there's some sort of possible hybrid program going on where oh, they are breeding? Yeah, well, they, they are not interested in anybody, though. They, they, are, they are looking for people that have a high UCI. UCI stands for Unique Celestial Identity. Um, every one of us has been programmed by God's celestial design. Um, every one of us on a moon position. The moon is responsible for the emotional response to life. That's where the word lunatic, moody, and crabby comes from. A subconscious response from human to know the power of the moon interacting with the mind. And now, your mind is nothing else than the, uh, than the computer, a fleshy computer protected by a body case, which is reacting to an outside stimuli produced by the universal mind. That's where science has a problem to delegate my work because uh, with science, everything starts and finishes uh, in the brain, when there is nothing in the brain, uh, there is no difference between your brain, my brain, Einstein brain, or a killer brain. Same density, same wiring, same weight, same function. What's different is the UCI or the inherited karmic program. So they are looking for people that have reintegrated in this dense physical world with an advanced UCI. And our baby was supposed to be born, had it been born at Diamond Stars, he had a phenomenal, supremely advanced UCI, probably much more refined or spiritual than mine. And God knows I'm a highly spiritual man. So they're not looking for the president. They're not looking for an intelligent person in power or, or, or anybody, any high scientist. No, no, no. They're looking for you if you have the mind if you have the, 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 the spiritual conception that they have lost, because they are so rational, they are master of matter. They are able to travel in time and space. They are cosmic conscious. The reptilians understand the cosmic design and they are using it for, uh, natural, to create natural disaster or to turn people into killers or robots. They are looking for that refined UCI because they have lost the spirit. It's, it's, that's the best way I can describe through Jureko channeling, uh, which with your permission, now I can go and explain to you and prove to you that Jureko is real. Yes, sure. Go ahead. Uh, um, 
It was uh, uh, June 20th or June 12th, 2012, the year is correct. I think it was June 12th or 20th, I can't remember. I have to look at the video. Um, it was during a solar eclipse on two th in 2012. I was outside and my wife says, hey, I want to take a pictures of uh, the solar eclipse. And I say, well, you better do that without looking through it, do it like that, okay? And then she looked at me and she went like this, at me, at me. I said, no, it's there. And she goes, tick, tick, tick. she started to take a bunch of pictures. And I was going, like, stop, stop, stop. What are you doing? Okay. The next thing I know, oh my gosh, when we develop those pictures, and you can go to drchery.com and you can click on, um, uh, on a, a serious message to the world, you will see the progression of a orb far away from me, which is slowly moving. You see it very, very steadily moving to me and then entering my third eye and then coming out through my heart. It's, it is impossible to manipulate or create orbs even with today's technology. You cannot do this. It's real. Thus, when I could not help myself, and uh, in every conference that I do, I'm going to be going to... Uh, um, the UFO in the desert very soon here for my good friend George Norrie's birthday. Uh, I, I've been invited to do there as a replacement speaker. I'm going to be doing readings and all those things at this conference, but I'm going to have all those pictures of those orbs and more, okay, for people to see that. And most of all, um, I couldn't help myself. I literally draw all sorts of symbols everywhere in every walls and every doors in my house about astrology i could not stick my head nowhere else that internal astronomy's work for days months at a time i felt like a, an incredible urge to master the cosmic codes following that connection that downloading that i had i need to find i need to get the grounding of god cosmic divinity and then i get to understand jesus initial ministry anything about jesus is real but it's all about the stars uh, representing of course the essence of the 12 apostle jesus wanted to introduce humanity to our father in the heaven but outside of the bible outside of the conventional deceptive religion which are being created by men because god's never come down with no books so the 12 apostles the essence of those apostles are nothing else than jesus disciple but also you no know, representation of the 12 months of the year, the 12 hours of the day, the 12 sins, the 12 jury, the 12 tribe of Israel, the 12 sign of the Zodiac. So it all came to become a code that I'm able to desiccate and to use to guide people, to uh, make predictions and to uh, teach. So it was like impossible for me to resist that impulse. It cost me my wife, it cost me a child, but the legacy that is left by those extraterrestrials in terms of prediction, so to speak, and my aptitude to look into the souls of people uh, is unbelievable. In fact, I sent you two links, one about you being a Virgo and the location of your dragon. What do you think of that?
Yes, that was very fascinating. I need to look a little bit more into that. It's very interesting stuff. I mean, the the connections to astrology fascinate me whenever, you know, whenever I hear readings. I've never had a detailed reading myself, but but some of it is amazing. Well, you know, you have to understand that my top students were born in September like you. Uh, and it's not an accident for George, Nori, or Art Bell to be born in June. I am going to be doing a little speech for George for his birthday, and I will make sure to uh, recall the memory of Art Bell, which is also born in June. Um, and then looking at you as a Virgo, uh, June represented the communication world, the radio world, the passing on the communication. Uh, the, the mass of June or Gemini is controlled by a planet called Mercury, or uh, symbolically, uh, the ancient generation carved a man with wings on his heels to represent the transportation, the communication world. So if I want to know, for example, uh, with using a forensic astrology, where you are a Gemini, where you are a George Nori, where you are a Bell, I have to go and locate your Gemini house. So that's very easy. You can't, from the month you were born, which is uh, September, you can't all the way to June. It was August 30th. No, he was born in June. Now, I said me, I was born in August 30th. Yeah, yeah, but I'm talking about you being a Virgo. Okay. I understand what I'm saying. If you, if you count for starting from your sun sign, which is Virgo, correct? Okay. If you count 10, including September, because that's the first month of uh, Virgo, you're going to end up in your 10th house or 10 houses your career. And that's where you become a Gemini. September, October, November, December, January, February, March, April, May, June, June, Gemini, 10th house, your public standing, your career is all about communication, writing, taking pictures and pass on the information. Very One second, I give you a little reading really, really fast. As far as your mental process is concerned, your critical thinking, you count three. So September, October, November, you think and you talk like a Scorpio. That's why all my students were born in September because the mental process of a Virgo is very, very rational, very investigative, and of course, sarcastic. That's why I mentioned you could be sarcastic when you pissed Definitely off. Definitely so, yes. <laughs> right on so the money. And then most of all, your head of the dragon is in Aquarius. Okay. All my planets are in Aquarius. I'm like you, I'm on the cusp. I was born February 26. So, but I'm still Aquarius in the first house. And Aquarius is joining your head of the dragon. And I teach my students there are no accidents in life, only cosmic circumstances that make things possible. So talking to you today is not an accident because your dragon said in Aquarius is joining my stellium in Aquarius. In other words, you vibrate at the same cosmic speed than I do, and a magnet will attract a piece of wood, and this allows us to pass on information to the world. Now, let me explain the power of your Aquarius, if you don't mind, okay? Sure. Uh, the symbol of an Aquarius, if you go to Dr. Turi and you click on top of my website on Aquarius, you will see the symbol. It's a man, he has a jar, and the water pours out the jar. Okay, so that means the soul has to go into what? The sign of Aquarius regiment. Aquarius is ruled by a planet called Uranus. Uranus is called in Greek mythology the genius planet. The Aquarius or Uranus was the future of humanity, technology, UFO, the impossible, the incredible, the future itself. Uh, it regulates Japan. That's why Japanese are under these jurisdictions 
of uh, Aquarius, and that's why it's a place as uh, Uranus rules the sudden release of energy uh, that makes uh, um, this uh, country prone to earthquakes. Um, this uh, Aquarius dragon said is your potential as a humanitarian to introduce humanity using high tech and your higher self, so to speak, to educate people through your 10th house in Gemini. There's much more about you, but I can only give you a little bit. Now, let's talk about America because um, the stars do not affect only people, they affect country. Uh, in fact, uh, I was watching Dr. Sanjay Gutpa on CNN. He was talking about why French and Italian live a long life. Of course, he's not cosmic conscious. He's a traditional, rational doctor. I'm a soul doctor. So he does not know that certain sign control countries. Now, the French and the Italians are under the jurisdiction of Leo or the sun. So the food plays an important part, but Leo rules also love, romance, and children. And in France, family is very important. Food is very important. And the reason why French and Italian live a long life is because we are under the jurisdiction of the sun, and the sun is life of force number one. The, the energy also affects our language. It makes the French and the Italian a romantic language. Uh, like if I want to say you're a nice person, I would say, oh, tue, mucho, uh, happa, oh, bonito, miami. Okay? Or in French, oh, tu es une personne très gentille, je t'aime bien. Okay? So you can see the accent is Leo, is love and light, and he creates a generation, and he creates generation, and he creates a society of artists and sensitive, uh, creative people, the French and the Italian. Now, if we go to Germany, it's not the sun, life, and light anymore that control the German people. It's Mars, or in Greek mythology, the Lord of War. And that's why they're, uh, they're, they sound like Martian. If I want to say you're a nice person to a, to a woman, for example, in German, I would say, Du bist mein Ander und alles, ich habe dich gern, ja? Now you see the difference between, oh, vous êtes bien gentil, madame, je vous aime bien. And the German, because it's Martian. Now, do you think it's an accident for Hitler to be born in April under the jurisdiction of Mars and Aries? Aryan race, Aries, Aryan race. You see the intonation? Yeah. There is so much. Amazing. America is a cancer country. Cancer was the stomach, meaning America is such a big country that it can support itself and it can support the rest of the world because there's so many wide plains that you can cultivate and produce food. And that's one of the reasons why Americans don't live too long because they eat too much. Definitely, <laughs> so, yeah. It's a long story. There is less we could talk about Russia. Russia is a Scorpio country. Scorpio was death and rebirth. What happened to you? What happened to the USSR? Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. They're gone. And what that Scorpio rules, the FBI, the secret and spy, or the KGB. Now you understand a little bit more Russia as far as the stars are controlled. And you know, 
when I made specific predictions about uh, my own country, uh, I went to the FBI, the French police and the FBI, and I said, okay, on that very specific day, uh, expect a terrorist attack. And to reward me, they called the FBI in New York when it happened. And now I have, for the second time, FBI agent knocking at my door, thinking that I am a sleeping cell because I gave them the exact date of two terrorist attacks. So now I'm being very careful. Wow. Okay, because wow. this next this next terrorist attack. Do you want me to give you the date right now, my friend? Yeah, let's hear it. Okay, I'm going to give you only two dates, and I'm not going to go far because people have a short memory. The first date I'm going to give you is the 17. Okay, that's what three four days. The reason why I mentioned that is because this SOS to the world deadly window it's already in action because. Every one of my SOS to the world deadly window produced very large earthquake. And again, I was right. A 7.1 happened and created a tsunami somewhere today. Uh, I, I, don't, I just heard it on the news. What I'm trying to tell you, on the 17th, you're going to have a plutonic SOS to the world deadly window or the perfect window that the reptilians are going to manipulate. So... What I'm going to tell you now is just the keywords. Okay, the keywords are simple: life and death, wake-up call, anything and everything that is under the cover, terrorism, very high in the list, crazy people killing people, the police being killed or killing people is part of the rules. A dance of evils gonna take and start. It's already started just a little bit now, and it's gonna get worse as we get into the 17 and after that. So I'm giving you that date. Now, everything you say or do on that day will follow you for the rest of your life. It's a very serious message. I would strongly and very strongly recommend every one of your listeners to go to drcherry.com and click on my blog, okay? Because I gave that date weeks and weeks. In fact, I gave that date, I believe, on George Norrie Show. Long, a while ago. So, and then I'm going to give you another one, but this one is specifically for uh, shocking news and large earthquakes and tsunami again. The next date I'm going to give you, and that's why I'm asking people to make notes, okay, is the 24th. So the 17th, drama, death, wake-up call, terrorism, nasty, nasty window used by the reptilians. And the next date is the 24th. Okay, um, uh, May 24th, and that is more a shocking surprise. So usually large earthquakes, tsunami very high on the list, anything to do with technology, anything to do uh, with uh, UFO, cosmic happening. In fact, uh, let me tell you a little story uh, that happened. Uh, I'm sure you heard of uh, William Shatner, yes? Yes. Yes. Okay, he invited me on this show and he says, Dr. Thierry, I don't mind to put you on, on my TV show and give you a national exposure, but uh, I read everything about you and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm practical, he's an heiress. And, uh, you know, I, I will do that if you can prove to me that uh, you're real with uh, your talents, whatever UFO legacy you, you mentioned. I said, okay, so I said, how do you want to do that? And the funny, he called me from Canada. Um, and he says, um, uh, I'm going to uh, ask you for five predictions. And then like you say, you give date, five specific predictions and five dates. Okay. And uh, you sign this sealed 
to Canada to me. I'm going to give this to my TV producer, okay? And they're going to go down to Phoenix with all the equipment and the track to do a TV show in your house, okay? Before anything, they have to open that letter and they have to look at CNN if at least one of your predictions came to pass. Five of them came to pass. Those guys were going berserk. And you can go again on Dr. Cherry. You can click, watch the TV show with William Shatner or read exactly what I've mentioned to you. Read exactly the words that were said and exchanged uh, before I, was, I had access to national TV with that TV show. Wow, that is very compelling stuff. It's very real. Yeah. Unreal. It's scary. It's, to me, it's a blessing, but it's also a curse. Because uh, last time I was uh, on a radio show, I said, be ready for the beginning and ending of important phases of life. And I tried to give some information. I said, what do you mean the beginning and the end of important phases of your life? I said, I mean, it's just the keywords that I have from Draco, the beginning or the end of important phases of life. And there is a quatrain that goes with it. Okay. Two weeks later, my mother's died. My own mother, I predict my own mother's death. And that's the exact same day that David Icke was refused access to Australia. They did not give him his visa, meaning thousands and thousands of people in Australia have suffered my prediction because to them, it is the end as far as David is concerned for him to go there and speak until he get this stuff together. Do I make sense? Yeah, yeah. Very. And now, now you, have, you have those days. Chris, all you got to do is just uh, keep in mind. And that's why I don't send you too far away. I send you the next two or three days. And believe me, you're going to see the drama. You're going to see how the reptilians are powerful. Um, but as much as I can delegate on negativity, because you take a compass, it's going to point out north, right? Negativity. But I can also do the totally, totally the opposite when I have a person face-to-face -face like I have with you on, on Skype or on, on Zoom doing a, a full life reading, uh, making predictions and so forth. I can do all sorts of good things. I do have a few uh, UFO conference, a few uh, uh, cruises to do, and I intend to, uh, as a clinical hypnotherapist, I intend to let Draco work through me and work through all the people that I'm going to induce a very light trance, okay? And they, they're going to feel immediately, as soon as the music starts to play, and I'm going to bring them down to, the, to captivating their conscious and delegate their superconscious, they're going to feel that energy. But the most important effect will be felt by every one of these people maybe a week or two later. Because as I teach my student, the future is nothing else than the reincarnation of the thoughts. If you are able to bypass the subconscious and hit the superconscious in time and space, okay, you, you will be able with your thought process to stimulate the atomic structure of your environment and from there get your wildest dream a reality. And the same process is taking place as far as your health is concerned. You know, when I contracted cancer 10 years ago, um, I had given up in life. You know, I have accepted my, uh, you know, my death. It was, I was crying. I was upset. You know, you have to go through a lot of emotional level uh, when they tell you you have six months or three months to leave. Uh, and then 
the surgery took place and everything else. Uh, and then the, the two oncologists told me, you know what, uh, Mr. Cherry, you need to have uh, chemotherapy. I said, you know what, this I want. There was something in me that was telling me, don't, don't. It was so strong, so strong. Do not because this will kill you before the cancer does. And this is what the reptilians usually do. They use technology to burn your cells. It's, it's a long story. I don't want to elaborate with this. So instead, the same little voice, you know, that little voice, the intuition that you have will never lie to you if you learn to listen to the subconscious, okay? He'll give you a very serious warning sign. Obvious if you already train how to do it. So I find myself shopping. What am I doing here? And I was led into the vegetable area and I was walking up and down, up and down. I mean, how those vegetables are going to stop cancer coming back? It doesn't make no sense. I was trying to figure out what it is that am I doing here? Okay, I was led. And then I landed on these roots. Never seen those roots. Never tested those roots. Didn't even know those roots existed. So I said, okay, let's do it. Just pick up some roots, whatever it is. Pick up some roots. Pick up some uh, beetroots. Pick up some uh, celery. Pick up uh, a bunch of stuff and then juice it all and put some honey. And then, oh my gosh. As soon as that hit my stomach, it was like a tornado inside of me. And I was able to beat the cancer. It never came back. So now I'm teaching the world my universal blood transfusion. That's, that's absolutely amazing. And people don't realize, you know, just like you said, just by changing your diet, it can, it can change so much. And I want to talk about, you know, they bombard us with, you know, uh, terrible food, uh, what they spray in the air, what they show us on TV. Um, it seems like we, like I said earlier, they are trying to enslave us more. For the last few minutes that we have, let's talk about where you see overall us going in the future and how we could possibly combat what, what you see coming or any, any negative, uh, negative events. All right. Well, that, uh, that brings me to talk about our president. Uh, no, I don't care if you love President Trump or if you hate President Trump. Understand my work is cosmic in nature, okay? I cannot even vote, so I don't care about the president. All I'm trying to do is to help you to understand his celestial identity. President Trump is a Gemini. Gemini is a devil. He's a jewel. That's why he repeats himself. That's why he cannot control his talk. He talks all the time. He's not trained to understand the power of Mercury in his chart. But the worst part of his chart is his dragon's tail. Anytime you dwell with the tail of the dragon is drama. And that's where the reptilians got our president. His tail of the dragon is located in the sign of Sagittarius. And it's in the seventh house, which means facing the public. Okay, Sagittarius was anything and everything that dwell with foreigners, foreign land, and religion. Anytime he touch on those topics, he is on his tail. And the reptilians are manipulating our president emotionally, physically, spiritually. They own his body, mind, and soul. That's why he's behaving like a bull in a china shop because he is not cosmic conscious. And that's terrible because when you elect a president of such a big country, the repercussion as I wrote well before all this happened, okay, I wrote everything that happened with uh, uh, the government shutdown, uh, what happened in England, well before it happened. For 10 bucks, anybody can get the, the Nostradamus Dragon forecast from my website and you can check how this dragon is going to get to them personally, okay? 
all I'm trying to tell you is, it's like a, a, a father in a family. If the father is a religious fanatic or a pothead, chances are the rest of the family under his jurisdiction are going to be religious fanatics or they're going to uh, join Scientology or they are going to smoke pot because he's the father. So see Trump as the father, not only in the United States, but the world. Now, the repercussion of such of his negative dragon style has a price. The price is that what's going on right now with foreigners in foreign lands is just the tip of the iceberg to the drama and the mess that's ahead of us. Because like the unwise German people who have elected Hitler, they give power to a man who had a very negative set of stars. And the result is, I don't know how many millions of people lost their life. Now, in the future, that'll be a different situation because you will not elect people because he has money or because he's a good talker or a good liar. You, the, the generation of the future are going to be becoming more cosmic conscious with the help of the Dracanis. And they are going to help humanity to select presidents that have a good set of stars. The good news now, even though that everything seems to go chaos, never, ever, and I insist for your attention right now, never, ever forget that the future is nothing else than the reincarnation of the thought. Is that important that I'm going to repeat it again? Your future is nothing else than the reincarnations of your thought. This means you like it or not, you know it or not, you are a god in training or a goddess in training on this dense physical world and you're responsible for your thought, not only for your own making scheme, your own life and your own future and your own fate, but for the fate of that world. The good news is that the Draconis are well ahead of the Reptilius and that is the only safeguard because when come times before we self-destruct, they will interact. So I want to make sure that I leave you with hopes because it is not good for you to maintain this negativity and become a participant of the evil negative energy that is consuming humanity currently. You need to develop more hopes more education, more awareness, okay? And then be a part of the solution because the problem that we have with school shooting, you could take all the guns away, you could put a cop in every school, in every room, that's not going to stop it, okay? Because it is not a physical manifesto. It is a spiritual, a psychical manifesto. Those kids, as I said earlier, are learning French, English, geography, geology, mathematics, but who is there to tell them who they are, the part they play in the magnificent celestial design of God creation, who, by the way, speaks to his children through the sign. I'd like to mention one more thing, okay? God created the stars in the heavens for more than the sake of beauty. He gave them to earth for interpretation so that we may lead a safer, more productive life. Now we all have to fight the reptilius-infected religious matrix, the reptilius-infected scientific matrix, and bring back God's cosmic divinity because he has enslaved, God himself has enslaved every one of us to uncover the golden keys to what it means to be human. And you can only do so if you speak God's cosmic language, something that has been stolen from humanity. 
And if you want a proof of that, you go to drterry.com and the first thing you're going to see is a pictures of all the pops of the past being taught astrology by the Vatican Council and other pictures where you see the pop being enthroned into the sign of Leo. Remember, every single disappeared civilization, the Mayan, the Incas, and the Sumerian, they were not astronomer. Astronomer, astronomy is only 100 years old. They were astrologers. That's why they built a magnificent monument facing specific constellation to generate the power and communicate with extraterrestrials. Extraterrestrials is not a product of my imagination. As far as I'm concerned, I'm well past believing. It's not a belief. It's like astrology, okay? It's, it's not a belief system. It's not a religion. It's a science. And in order for you to delegate such a science and build up your own cosmic consciousness, you have to do the, the mental gymnastics that are associated with getting a smarter, better superhuman. That was very well said, Dr. Turi. And I'd like you to take the next couple of minutes just to plug anything that you have coming up interesting that you'd like to share. Uh, again, you know, you have a little voice in you. You heard me. Thank you, Chris, for being a channel, for uh, allowing me to fulfill my own Aquarius Souls purpose through your dragon set and technology and all that good thing that we represent. If in any way, shape, or form, you feel that either Chris and I have something to offer just join us, okay, and promote it, okay? I don't have to sell myself. I don't have to sell myself. I'm just asking you to listen to that little voice because it is much more truthful than what you could ever, ever acknowledge or hope for. So listen to that little voice. And if you decide to learn more, hey, drterry.com, I take care of you. You're in a good hand as far as I'm concerned. Very good. And once again, thank you for coming on. I'm going to have to have you back on because there's so much more we could talk about. Indeed. And you have an excellent night. You too, my friend. Thanks again for having me, Chris. Good night, my friend. Good night. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC.